This is episode 78 for Tuesday, December 13th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we'll be covering Style 20B, American Stout. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. All right, well, uh, welcome back to another episode of Brew Styles. Are you okay this morning, sorry? No, I, I, no. Or this afternoon, what time is it? it uh, yes. <laughs> no, um, I'm a little hungover. Mm. Why is that? Uh, well, I got to uh, enjoy my very first homebrew club Christmas party last night with you guys, <laughs> with you guys's. Interesting things happened. It was fun. It was we a lot a good of time. fun. Oh yeah. How are how are y'all feeling today, Chris, Travis? I feel great. That's fantastic. Uh tell you what, I'm gonna teach you how to work the recorder and I think I'm gonna go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was me last year. Oh, I remember at this that. time. The only episode I've ever missed. <laughs> Even with it at your house. Yeah. Well, I guess because it's at my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually feel pretty good. Yeah. Uh, last night was fun. It didn't get too crazy. No. Um, mm-hmm. As crazy as it's gotten in previous years. It felt like it kind of wound down earlier than usual. Yeah. Uh, typically, this goes like well into the night and like a, a post party in uh, the Browns room usually. But uh, that didn't happen. And by midnight or by like even 1130, it was... Yeah, people were cleaning up already and had a couple people stumbling out of the room, (laughs) falling over, saw one lady like just completely eat it in the hallway. (laughs) She was walking and slipped. (laughs) Boom. It was kind of sad. I still find it interesting how how Travis and I ended up in that one random person's room (laughs) that we didn't really know. Yeah. You followed somebody into their room? Kind of. No, uh, we were sort of welcomed in, yeah. but then they quickly realized, wait, so how do you know my brother? Um, we kind of saw him in the hallway, <laughs> and then we were like, okay, well, we're leaving. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. yeah. I'm not exactly sure how we got into that situation, yeah. but I do remember wanting to get out of it very quickly. Yeah. It was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Interesting. But, yeah, I mean, that's so goes the Christmas party. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, then you're realizing that we did not have an episode focused on the Christmas party. And, well, that's the reason why. Yep. Because uh, we kind of started one, and then just everyone disappeared. So, yep. we didn't really have enough material for a full episode on that. Yeah, but look out for some of that stuff on the outtakes episode. I'm sure it'll pop <laughs> Probably, up. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to listen to the recording. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Well, all right. Well, thanks to our listeners for mm-hmm. uh, listening. And uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> thanks to our <laughs> listeners. Uh, I, I thought I sounded more upbeat today. Mm-hmm. No. I'm trying. <laughs> Um, and uh, be struggle sure, bus today, uh, just slightly be sure to leave us a comment as well. Uh, and let us know what style you want to hear See. about, and uh, we'll get that going for you. <laughs> style.
Yes. <laughs> Style. All right. Well, Chris. Ooh. No. Travis. Mm. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking about category 20B, which is American Stout. And we were saving the uh, the like heftier, darker beers until it got cold. And right. we were into October. It wasn't cold. <clears throat> in November, it wasn't cold. Thanksgiving, wearing shorts and flip-flops. And then finally, in the second week of December, it uh, we got hit with the Arctic Blast. So now we can actually start drinking some dark roasty beers. Well, yeah. and, and then today, yeah, it's, it's hot outside, seventy degrees. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So never mind. Texas weather is bipolar. <laughs> anyway, North Polar or South Polar? <laughs> God, I knew that was coming. <laughs> West Polar. Uh, Let's We do need one. Yep, so uh, we are featuring the American Stout today, which, as I mentioned, is Category 20B. Overall impression, a fairly strong, highly roasted, bitter, hoppy, dark stout. Has the body and dark flavors typical of stouts with a more aggressive American hop character and bitterness. Aroma, moderate to strong aroma of roasted malts, often having a roasted coffee or dark chocolate quality. Burnt or charcoal aromas are acceptable at low levels. I have a question. Yes. Can it also have a um, oat aroma? Does oat do oats have aroma? Any kind of aroma? I do not see anything in this category. Okay. There is also the separate category of oatmeal stout, mm. which I don't think we featured on our podcast yet. So no. look forward to that one yeah. over the winter break. So this one, yeah, doesn't say anything about oats. Sorry, Medium to very low hop aroma, often with a citrusy or resiny character. Medium to no esters, light alcohol-derived aromatics are also optional. Appearance, generally a jet black color, although some may appear very dark brown. Large persistent head of light tan to light brown in color, usually opaque. Flavor, moderate to very high roasted malt flavor, often tasting of coffee. Mm. Roasted coffee beans, dark or bittersweet chocolate. May have the flavor of slightly burnt coffee grounds, but this character should not be prominent. Low to medium malt sweetness, often with a rich chocolate or caramel flavors. Medium to high bitterness, low to high hop flavor, generally citrusy or resiny. Low to no esters, medium to dry finish, occasionally with a light burnt quality. American flavors can be present up to medium, or sorry, alcohol flavors can be present up to medium levels, but smooth. Mouthfeel. Medium to full body can be somewhat creamy, particularly if a small amount of oats have been used to enhance the mouthfeel. What? what? So you can use oats in this. There you go, Frado. Can have a bit of roast-derived astringency, but the character should not be excessive. Medium to high to high carbonation, light to moderately strong alcohol warmth, but smooth and not excessively hot. Comments. Breweries express individuality through varying the roasted malt profile, malt sweetness and flavor, and the amount of finishing hops used. Generally has a bolder roasted hop flavor, roasted malt flavor. Man, I cannot read today. And English. I, that's funny. I said roasted hop flavor. <laughs> that's an interesting idea. I don't think that's been done before. And hopping than other traditional stouts except for imperial stouts. So the uh, characteristic ingredients... You can use common American base malts and yeast, which is expected. Varied use of dark and roasted malts as well as caramel type malts. Adjuncts such as oatmeal may be present in low quality and quantities. So yeah, you're right. And then cool. uh, American hop varieties, of course. Which uh, I mean, we've seen that in all the other American styles that they have a citrusy, resiny, yeah. more hop presence than the uh, the European counterpart. Right. Uh, speaking of which, style comparison, like a hoppy, bitter, strongly roasted extra or export stout. Much more roast and body than a black IPA. Bigger, stronger versions belong in the Russian imperial stout style. Stronger and more assertive, particularly in the dark malt grain additions and hop character than the American porter. Vital statistics, original gravity, 1050 to 1075. IBUs, 35 to 75. Final gravity, 1010 to 1022. SRM 30 to 40, which is in the black, uh, jet black percentage, and ABV 5% to 7%. So we should not um, get anything that's like crazy alcohol 
because that would be out of style for this one. Uh, and those are, like it said, typically those belong in the uh, Russian Imperial style category. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we cool. should be should be getting some just nice restrained hoppy stouts today cool before we move on to the history i forgot to mention something uh in our opening uh the atypical dfw beer podcast is no more really yeah they uh, recorded their last episode this past week interesting so yeah i just thought i'd pass that information you know why they stopped it probably because they're getting ready to open up their brewery oh Mm-hmm. New Maine. Mm-hmm. So, which I hear is going up in Pantigo. Is that right? Yeah, they, last I saw, they've finalized on a location, and it was off Arkansas, I feel like. Arkansas. Not That's not too far from my house. I know I've driven by there, but I haven't actually looked for which building it is. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that cool. one's coming soon. And uh, in other beer industry-related news... I heard that the TABC is outlawing Randall's. Why? I'm, uh, that doesn't make sense to me. They're too cute. I saw my first Randall at Blue Bonnet last in this past year. <laughs> Was he cute? <laughs> yeah. haven't seen any articles written on it yet, but uh, word on, on Twitter is that they have considered them to be illegal. In, in Why? what way? I would assume because you are altering the beer from its from its how how it left the brewery not if it's homebrew well you can do whatever you want with homebrew so i can still have a randall probably yeah we're just talking about like at bars and stuff if they have a beer and then put oh i see i thought you were talking about for like homebrew no oh but what if it's the brewery that set up the randall like when we went to um world of beer opening in fort worth they had Clockwise swirl through a Randall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Martin House. I remember that. Yeah, and that's a. Uh, I guess that's one of the many, the many questions that are surrounding this. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand why they would. Too many regulations. That's what it is. Yeah, they just yeah. feel like they have to control something it's, that doesn't need to be regulated. It's too regular. <laughs> regular. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's not even equal between breweries and wineries and distilleries. Uh, for example. Yeah. Um, the place that makes the TX whiskey, uh, I think they're Firestone and, and Robertson. Yeah. They officially released their first bourbon, which uh, was <coughs> a long time in the making. They've been making the blended whiskey up until now, but they released their first bourbon yesterday, and people were lined up outside to actually go to the distillery, purchase a bottle, and take it home. And yet, I cannot go around the corner to RAR and purchase a six-pack and take it home. So, I mean, where's yeah. the equality there between... Yeah. yeah, that's that's crap. It's a little shady. Yep. Yeah. Now, now I want to go buy me a bottle of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. Look for it in stores this week. That's what I heard. I want to get me some Climax Moonshine, and I want to get me a <laughs> bottle of that TX bourbon. Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Well, if you're familiar with the show Moonshiners on the Discovery Channel. Uh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's Tim Smith's moonshine that he makes legally now. Mm. Uh, and they sell it at Total Wine. Interesting. Yeah, so you can get a mason jar of it for like 30 bucks. <laughs> so, well, a little off topic, but yeah, it, it kind of related. Interesting. Yeah. All right, well, let's get on the history. Um, so anytime you talk about stouts, you have to include talking about Porter because... Um, up until about 200 years ago, the two were indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. Uh, before then, stout was used to describe the strongest version of a particular brew, pale or brown. Didn't matter what it was. If it was a stronger version, it mm-hmm. was a stout version. Uh, by the 18th century, though, England was largely the dom- domain of a new style of beer that would become porter, first brewed in London in the early 1700s as a counterpoint to the sweet brown ale and the hoppy pale ale. It was more heavily hopped and stronger than brown ale and wood-aged for full attenuation and pleasant complexity. Um, It was also designed to compete with pale ale produced by country breweries that could afford expensive pale malt. Hmm. Porter, then known as butt beer. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? 
butt beer. Like B U T T. Yep, that's not, how it's spelled. Not butt beer, but butt butt <laughs> beer. Stout <laughs> booty. <laughs> Six warning throws. What? Anyway, butt beer. Uh, was brown, amber, and pale malt, fermented and aged in massive wooden butts. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Where is this going? <laughs> I can't make a poop joke about this one. <clears throat> Successfully run warts were made different beers that were served alone or blended. Soon enough, innovative brewers began combining warts prior to fermentation to create a single beer known as entire butt beer. Oh, was that a poop joke? <laughs> yep. <laughs> So if you remember when we were talking about uh, porters in our porter episode, we talked about entire beer. Yeah. We yes. had the entire porter, mm-hmm. which is like the most historically accurate, I guess. Um, anyway, it was a, the favorite beer of porter laborers on the River Thames. Uh, and so that they called it porter. I guess that sounds better than butt beer. <laughs> There, there has been this radio commercial. Speaking of butts, um, <laughs> and Travis, you've probably heard it several times, and they use it as a drop on the ticket. But it's this old lady saying, "My number two doesn't even look like a number two. Is there a number three? Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, well, that's not. It's it's pretty. And they don't want you to touch their bungholes either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, before long, uh, Dubliners took this beer and turned to innovation of their own to create a distinctly regional stout. So that's when you get the Irish stout. Um, By the late 18th century, Dublin brewers were specializing in porter and a stronger rendering stout porter. Essentially the same beer, stout was mashed with less water for stronger work. The microbrew movement in the United States is nothing short of miraculous, especially considering the carnage left after Prohibition. Against all odds, a few adventurous souls decided to cultivate a boutique, localized brewing industry. Indelibly influenced by their time abroad, these new brewers found ale styles the logical course of action, with a supply of hops from the Northwest and an England English blueprint. Stout, as it turned out, was one of the styles that they were quite familiar with, and since the outset, firmly embraced by American microbrewers. So the stout is one of the first American microbrews, period. New Albion of Sonoma, California, America's first micro, had a stout in its original portfolio in 1978. As a brewery after brewery sprouted out of this fertile landscape during the 1980s, a new range of styles was born. This is where we get the different, um, you know, we have the Irish dry stout, the export stout, the imperial stout, the milk stout, mm-hmm. the oatmeal stout. So they basically took this idea of a stout beer and started changing it up. American stout truly is one of the more interpretive styles on on that list. It might be hard to describe, but you'll know it when you experience it, and it is the best to appreciate its breadth of individualism. Hmm. Whoever wrote this article is... <laughs> they love their stout. Apparently in love with the stout. Um, so we already talked about um, the style guidelines and, and what you can expect from it. Yep. Uh, this article says the aggressive roast is usually tempered by some sweetness that comes from caramel or crystal malt. Munich malt is also a favorite of American brewers, and anyone who is familiar with Doppelbach, Dunkel, or Baltic Porter, which we talked about last week or two weeks ago, knows well the chewy, pure malt quality that brings to uh, to the beer. Espresso, burnt sugar, dark caramel, and bittersweet chocolate are just some of the nuances that the dark malt gives to the uh, bouquet and flavor. Uh, as busy as the, the grain bill seems, brewers tend to employ the dark malts to 20% or less, and the rest is base malt. So it doesn't really take a whole lot. The reason it's an American is because, you know, using American ingredients, America. and uh, you can have a lot more hop presence in your American stout than in any of the others. The hop profile in American stout is often like that of a pale ale, with representation from aromatic introduction to bitter end. Bittering levels are medium to high, adding to the gritty, burnt finish. Hot flavor and aroma are where they shine, however. Seemingly, any American or English aroma variety can work. Earthy, woodsy varieties like Magnum, Willamette, Fuggles. Magnum? (laughs) I thought you were going to play the Fuggles drop. We're going to talk about beers that have lots of giggles. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Pearl, East Kent Goldings, or Northern Brewer make exceptional fit with the dark malt. 
uh, again, for authenticity, classic varieties like Cascade, Chinook, and Centennial lend that citrus, piney aroma that is so unmistakably American. So there you go. Well, cool. I think I have a few examples today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine's not exactly Americanish, but it's <laughs> it's it's a stout. So you got the wrong style of stout? Well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> It's all, all right. I could find, but it's tasty. <laughs> at least it's tasty. Well, we can do a style comparison at least. I like that idea. We'll start with a commercial example first. Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll take our break and get our beer set up. This is the Deep Ellum IPA. No. This is <laughs> the Deschutes Obsidian Stout. From Bend, Oregon. Bend? Uh, Bend? Bend. Bend, Oregon. And it's a butt beer. <laughs> no. <laughs> My uh, number two doesn't even look like a number two. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. It says, bottle condition for quality. Live yeast added to the bottle allows this beer to age gracefully and stay fresher longer. Keep bottles upright and away from light and heat. 55 IBUs and 6.4%. Right in the guidelines. I think this is the... It's listed on the commercial example? Yes. Right? Okay. C. It's great to start off with. And uh, it was not purchased from Total One because this is Best Buy May 6th, 2017. Actually, it was purchased from Total One. Whoa! Oh, man. I was about to ask if it was purchased from the Kroger Marketplace. Stepping up their game a little bit and getting some fresh beer in there. Yeah. Well, well look it's at that. also 2017's along. Well, I don't know. It doesn't say when it was actually bottled, so I don't know. Could be aged for us. True. Very, very, very true. Very right. dark appearance. Hey, it's black. Jet black. Yeah. Can't see through it. Nope. Uh, nice creamy tan headstand. Yeah. Big foamy bubbles. Do I you, poured vigorously. Do you get anything in the aroma? Well, yes. Oh, never mind. I get it's chocolate. A, chocolate yeah. and roast. Dark yeah. chocolate. <laughs> I get malt. <laughs> well, in the taste, I get malt. <laughs> Ooh. That's very tasty. I smell more of the malt side than the hops. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm not really smelling or tasting much hop. Me neither. Which, I like that then. Something with flavor. Well, I don't think... Okay, so when you're talking about hop character in normal beers, you're talking about, you know, the bitterness and the flavor that goes along with that, whether it's, you know, piney, resiny, woody, earthy, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever you're brewing a stout, you're going to be using those woody, earthy, dirty kind of hops. So right. I don't think that they're going to stand out quite as much as you're expecting them to. Probably not. Highly roasted flavor, um, especially mm. on the finish. It's like a lingering. Um, it it is a little burnt, but it said that those yeah. those flavors can are acceptable in low levels, and yeah, I think that this one certainly hits all those guidelines square in the middle. Uh, big, big roasty, chocolatey flavors. Uh, it does have a fair bit of bitterness, which I guess could be attributed to the hops, or it also could be attributed to the uh, the roasted grains. Right. Mm. Pretty big body on it. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to say it's on the thinner side, to me. For what you expect out of a stout, it's not as chewy as I was expecting. Well, it's not ten fifty. No, this is true. Yeah this this tastes like. What the uh, what the mash smells like when you have just roasted grains, mm-hmm. yeah, like uh, burnt coffee grounds and uh, the grainy husk. Yeah, hmm. you get any heat? No. Any warmth in, or at all? Nope. Nine 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 whatsoever. Nine. So for six point four, wouldn't expect to get a whole lot, but some warming's okay. Yeah. It's very roasted on the finish. Like it, it, is. Just, it lingers. It's like a it's like a piece of burnt toast at the end. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Which I actually do like burnt toast. 
like <laughs> with a little like pie. Was that, yeah, <laughs> this could go good with pie too. Like, actually, uh, yeah. But like, uh, like if you if you got an extra crispy piece of toast, a little extra butter, man, that's some good stuff. Oh, um, no, you you right? What? <laughs> no, you you right? Is that me? That was Dustin. That's Dustin. Yeah. Oh. No, you you right. <laughs> <laughs> you right. You right. You right. <laughs> a little bit of shaking voice there. <sighs> I was gonna say something. I forgot what it was now. <laughs> um. Oh, there's also a nitro version of this one. Okay. Um, I would imagine that the nitro kind of mellows it out, smooths it out a little bit. Yeah, maybe you don't have so many of those uh, like harsh, yeah, burnt qualities to it. It'd be interesting to do a comparison on the two. Cut down that. Because this is pretty oh, wow. harsh. I mean, it's good. It's just really, really roasted. Uh, the other thing that I'm not picking up here is the medium to high carbonation. It might have been my vigorous pour, but I, it's very low you know, carbonated. I to didn't. Me. I didn't pour vigorously, and I have to agree, it's not very carbonated. Because the guidelines say medium high to high carbonation. I'm not getting that. Nope. Travis, I like your glass. Yeah, <laughs> it was my cap and hair glass I got last night. Yeah, I thought about using that one too, but. I wanted a stout glass. I left all my glasses at... No, they're in my car. Dang it. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, all right. So, anything else about this one? You know, the, to- the burnt quality is is kind of turning me off. Really? Yeah. A little too burnt for you? Yeah, just a little too much because it lingers Yeah, me forever. too. Forever. It just lasts and lasts. Yeah. And now that's what I'm focusing on uh, uh, rather than the other qualities it has i completely agree like if i if i want a stout or if i'm going to drink a stout i want it to be a little bit more sweet like mm-hmm. i like have a little bit more of a sweeter finish yeah rather than a finished finish or a burnt finish it's just like sitting on my tongue area yeah does it enter your esophagus not the burnt part okay that just lingers on my tongue area mm. yeah <laughs> by palatability writing <laughs> oh, uh it's going to be low, like a three. Yeah, probably a two. I I will uh, say 2.314. Two pi? Two pi. <laughs> 2.3.14. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, it's just a little too roasted. That uh, it's, it's very complex. Well, I don't know if I'd say complex, but it's, it's a very strong flavor. Yeah. It's just kind of, I don't know definitely definitely burnt and roasted but it's yeah. our it's our classic example you know this would go great with a it's like just not a, just eating a, a burnt piece of toast <laughs> you back your toast again yeah yeah the, toast the coffee version of this would probably be pretty fantastic probably it'd be tremendous yeah i'd like to see a little more hop character out of this one even though in the guidelines it does say when uh, in both the aroma and flavor that you can have a medium to very low hop aroma. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, flavor yeah. says low to high hop flavor. So, I mean, obviously this one falls on the low to very low uh, side of things, but it still fits in the in the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like to see a little more of that hop presence to counteract the uh, the roasty turns bur- uh, and burnt tones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right, so let's move on. What's next? This is the Deep Ellum IPA. You can no. do that for every single one. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, actually a DFW beer, and it's uh, brewed here locally in uh, Arlington, Texas. It would be from Legal Draft, and it is their Chief Justice Stout. We have uh, we featured them a few times before. I know we did the Blonde. Um, I think that might have been the only one that we featured on our podcast but uh, we've been to their brewery a couple times, and um, they've been getting better. Really cool place. Yeah, every every time we go, it's like the uh, the quality of the beer keeps getting better. And where are they at again? It's pretty close to where Division Brewing is. Okay. Yeah, they're basically just right across the railroad tracks from each other. So it's oh, like, so they're on the other side, the north side of the tracks. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I need to go. So they have a yeah sharks and jets right moment every yeah, but. Yeah, they they started canning, and so I picked this up at uh, our local local Total Wine. Is it a regular can? 
It is. Feel that can. It's a regular can. You know, I've realized I have too many drops because I can't <laughs> I can't find you things. Can't find whenever, fast yeah, I have <laughs> too many funny things, so whatever. But uh, on the can, it says, Locally brewed in Arlington, Texas, you have the right to drink great beer with flavor and character, made locally and enjoyed with friends and family. Know your rights. Brewed with chocolate malt and easy on the hops. It's made for those who enjoy a rich, smooth, traditional stout. And it is uh, 6.6%. So that's a that's kind of their shtick is all of their beers have a legal trend because their uh, the owner was a, a former lawyer. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so that's why they're all like, uh, know your rights, like know your rights. This one is black, also pretty dark. I can kind of get some light through it. It's not completely opaque. Yeah, but uh, and some ruby highlights. Yeah, had a nice. Nice, uh, like beige head to it when I first poured it. Yeah, definitely get some some roasty character, but it's not nearly as much as the obsidian. No, it's it's pretty subdued. Yeah, I'm getting the roast, but not. Uh, I wouldn't say burnt. No, it's not like burnt one. toast. Mm. That sounds good. I think I might actually have some burnt toast later. <laughs> you keep talking about burnt toast. I'm sorry. I'm Go a little have hun- some burnt toast. I'm a little hungry. A little bit of you can just uh, have McDonald's dark <laughs> chocolate. Oh, I, ha- I got some fries. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Travis is trying yeah, to talk about the beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one in on this podcast. <laughs> what do you think this is? A podcast? Podcast one. I'm sorry. I'll this stop episode talking. sucks. <laughs> what do you think this is? A podcast? I won't talk again. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, have y'all tasted? Yeah. Okay. Me too. It's real thin. First out, in my opinion. Yeah. Thinner body than the Deschutes was. Uh-huh. Yeah, the the Duchess de Bourgogne. And I already thought the Deschutes was kind of thin anyway, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. This is this one's a little thinner. Yeah, this it almost does, there's more carbonation though. For this, sure, this almost reminds me of Guinness in a way. Well, I really I, yeah, because no. Guinness was not that. I wouldn't thick. go that far. I call this a medium body, and the uh, Deschutes is a medium full, uh, in my opinion. Hmm. Okay, I would call both of them medium. Yeah, I think I'm with sample on that one. Okay, roasty grain flavor. Um, the burnt notes are absent on this one, uh-huh. which I like. It seems a little, little more well balanced. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. get some a lot of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Baker's, yeah. Baker's chocolate. What's the difference between Baker's chocolate and regular chocolate? Uh, Baker's chocolate's like more bitter, not as sweet. I see. I see. It's like a dark chocolate versus a milk chocolate. I like milk chocolate. I like all hmm. chocolate. It's my fave. Like it's pretty good. I like this quite a bit. Yeah. This one's also not hoppy. No. But um, like everything else is is uh, that's going for it. I like this. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. I could pound this. Oh, speaking of which. My poundability rating. <laughs> I'm going to say... Six. Uh, I'm gonna go with like a five. I'd say six. Yeah. I just I don't like chugging these dark, well, darker, heavier beers. Well, it just do, it doesn't sit well in my stomach. Well, no, I don't either. I'm, but I'm saying I could if I wanted to. No, but I, it's so like thick and creamy that I don't know that I could <laughs> pound it <laughs> as well. Oh, hey, Fratto joined us. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Fratto. This is good. This is, um, might be one of my favorite things from them so far. Yeah. Yeah. Their IPA was really good, too, if I remember correctly. Yes. Well, uh, accused, accused IPA or falsely accused IPA. Or yeah, something like that. It was, it was pretty good. Hmm. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Awesome. Let's move on. What's next? All right, for our next few beers, we're going to move a little bit outside of the realm of the American Stout category. This one is from Dogfish Head, and it's called Beer for Breakfast Stout. And uh, it is very similar to American Stout, but it has a few ingredients and uh, the alcohol levels a little bit out of the range at 7.4%, so it's a little too high. But um, it has some interesting ingredients. 
it says a stout tricked out with all sorts of breakfast ingredients huge notes of coffee in the nose give way to sweet smoky and savory uh, layers in the flavor and they list an ingredient that I've never heard of but I I looked it up paradise seeds no star anise agave no. nectar no <laughs> and, I, and I looked it up but I'm not going to tell you guys what it is because I've never heard of it so I assume you haven't either um, I'll wait until after I've finished drinking it to tell you what it is. Okay. But uh, it says ale brewed with scrapple, which I've never heard of that. Spices, coffee, and maple syrup with coffee added. Maple so, syrup? Yeah. I will uh, let you know what scrapple is after we're done. Some kind of like poo. <laughs> this entire episode is all about poop jokes. Well, my number beer. two doesn't look like a number two. Dingleberries. Ooh. Very dark pour. <laughs> yeah, really this is definitely food. opaque. Even it's holding black. up to the light, you got nothing. Black tan bubbles. Good creamy. It smells head. delicious. Oh my god. Yeah, I definitely get the coffee. Yeah, that's that's oh glorious. My that's like a that's a cup of coffee right there. Yeah, black coffee straight up. That oh oh my <laughs> oh my. I get some I just, smoky notes. I just want to smell it all day. I just. Okay, you like know, some smoky bacon. Like you know how some people like it. Like, like, like wow, I can't talk right now. You know how some people like the smell of like uh, burnt out uh, matches. Mm-hmm. Well, I really like this smell. They should turn this into a car air freshener. Coffee. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, this beer. <laughs> yeah, it smells like coffee. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get some smoky notes that are coming through. Like maybe uh, slightly. I don't know about bacon. No, oh, okay. I love but bacon. Well, they're they, talking about breakfast. Yeah, I mean they didn't mention. Yeah, it's just it just said what uh, maple syrup and coffee. Yeah, and then whatever mm-hmm. the scraps, scrapple. The scrapple. Right. See, but it even it says smoky and savory layers. See, it's so interesting. I don't get a whole lot of smoke. I think it's just kind of hidden by the the straight up coffee aroma. It's just like the um, was that coffee beer that we had from Carbach, the um, pumpkin pie on the label, the cuvee. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was straight up coffee too. Cuvee latte or something. Yeah. This is kind of like that as far as the aroma goes. I didn't just straight like up coffee. That. I didn't like that beer. I, really, I, I loved really that liked beer. This beer. That did you, beer did you tasted, taste it? Yeah, it tasted like peanut. Oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, this one does not taste like peanut butter. The Carbog, what well, did, and I did not like that. Mm. Ooh, that's right? tasty. All right. Definitely chocolate, coffee. Mm-hmm. I still don't get any maple syrup. No, I get smoky syrup. notes in the flavor. I See, I'm still do. not picking that up. This, it's very faint. Yeah, it, it's well, it's like campfire smoke. Mm. I don't get campfire. I get like. Like you wake up the first thing in the morning and you smell bacon cooking. It's that smell. Grandma's house and she's already up cooking. Yeah. Pancakes, bacon, scrambled mm-hmm. eggs, biscuits. So this beer reminds you of your youth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. All, All right. right. So you're going to tell us what the um, dingle ba- or scrapple is? <laughs> scrapple. <laughs> scrapple. Also known by the Pennsylvania Dutch name Panhas or Pan Rabbit. Is traditionally a mush of pork scraps and trimmings combined with cornmeal and wheat flour, often buckwheat flour and spices. This mush is formed into a semi-solid congealed loaf, and slices of scrapple are then pan-fried before serving. Scraps of meat left over from butchering, not used or sold elsewhere, were made into scrapple to avoid waste. That sounds disgusting. It does sound kind of disgusting. Yeah, but at the same time, fried, I bet it's really good. There's, there's the bacon... Yeah, I didn't yeah. make that connection until I said it. Because I said it, I was like, bacon, oh, maybe that is the... Oink, oink. The part. Leftover pig product. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it calls it a mush. <laughs> and, then it, and then it says congealed. It's just all these words are Was there are a awful. picture? Yeah. Did it look like anything? It <laughs> Like disgusting or... Did it look appetizing? <laughs> no. It's it's categorized as a pudding, but it looked like... Ugh. It, it looked like a meatloaf. Fried pudding. Meatloaf. Fried meat yeah. pudding. 
<laughs> so that's what Scrabble is. Interesting. Maybe that's just a. Uh, well, Doc Fischett is out of Delaware, and that uh, maybe it's a northerner thing. Yeah, it might be a northeast. Because it's had a, P- a Pennsylvania Dutch name. Yeah, because we brew with agave nectar and paradise seeds down here. You do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that being said, this beer does not taste disgusting. No. No, it really It's, it's actually a, fan, a fantastic beer. I <laughs> yeah. combined two different accents. Yeah, good job. Thank you. I bought this for us to drink last night at the party, and I'm glad we didn't. So we could feature it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was really good. I'm glad that I didn't bring a six-pack to the party last night. Five palatability rating. <laughs> I'm going back down to like three. Yeah, I'm 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 probably at like a two and a half. I'll say three. Faux show. This is really on. good, but yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a sipping beer. Thick. Mm-hmm. So thick and, and creamy, creamy full bodied. This is a sipping beer. Beer. Somebody chugged my barley wine, didn't they? And I think that's what that was from. Yeah, it was yeah, Eddie. it was Eddie. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, because <laughs> you had so few bottles, and you He's were over there chugging it. Yeah, that did piss me off. We miss you, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll come back one day. Maybe. But until then, we have more beer to drink. Yep. What's next? All right. So, uh, sample. Please tell us what's next. What's next? Uh, what is next is the Ballast Point Commodore. Uh, it's a cinnamon- I'm glad you asked. <laughs> that was a little delayed, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ballast Point <coughs> Cinnamon Raisin Commodore American Stout. Oh. Ale brewed with natural flavors and natural flavors added. Let me switch over to the uh, the C category on my board. I know I'm going to need this for a lot. Uh-oh. The what? The C category? Mm-hmm. I just get cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon. That was almost like Let's both at the same time. Cinnamon? I just get cinnamon. Or how about... I just get cinnamon. cinnamon. Whoa! Oh, that was cool. <laughs> you harmonized with yourself. All right, continue. Anyway, 6.5%. You said 8? 6.5. Oh. I don't right. know where I got eight. So it fits in with the I American Stout category, but with the uh, additions of raisins and cinnamon and cinnamon. cinnamon. <laughs> Might be a little out. There's a picture of a, a skeleton like pirate on the label. Is anyone trolling <laughs> this one? Huh? Remember that guy who had that picture of that Oh, one? the Blue Chimay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that night. That was funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. So apparently there's a regular Commodore. Regular? Regular. Regular. The regular Commodore is their American style, I guess, and then this one's the Cinnamon Raisin Commodore. Dark color, opaque, black. Hold up the light. You can't see through it. It's black. Yep. Has a beige to tan head. Fairly foamy. Tiny bubbles. It smells pretty good. It, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it smells very sweet. Yes, more of a fruity aroma than the other ones for yeah. sure. I wonder if that might be the, the cinnamon. Or the raisin? Probably the raisins, yeah. Would be a fruit? <laughs> no, I'm saying like add, that adds to it. Mm. I still get a good uh, roasty character in the aroma too, though. You do? Yeah. yeah, if you look past the dark fruit, you can get it for sure. Really no hops, again. Yeah, the aroma. Oh yeah, I get that roastiness. It's pretty strong roastiness. Yeah. Let's taste. Okay. Ooh, the cinnamon and the raisin hit a little later than I expected it to. I really like this beer. <laughs> oh my god, this is really good. It's got a. a it's pretty bitter though. Yeah, you, I get, a lot more bitter than I was. Uh, also another, anticipating. Let me take another sip. Hang on. Yeah, a long lingering bitterness in the finish. The same kind of like roastiness and almost burnt from the shoots. Yeah. However, with the addition of the other ingredients, that kind of tones it down a bit. I don't really yeah. get that. Okay. I I get. Well, no, I take that back. Now I'm starting to get it. It's it's real late and on the back side. Yeah, I get it now. Of the tongue. Never it's mind. Just a lingering bitterness. It's, if they put this on nitro, can you imagine? Mm, that probably would be pretty good, right? 
I, I wonder if the regular Commodore was too bitter and too astringent. It wasn't regular enough? And so they added the cinnamon raisin and just kind of rounded out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. right down the end. It, astringency, yeah. I would, I would definitely say that. A really just harsh bitterness that kind of right yeah. right in the back the back mm-hmm. of your tongue and it just it sticks there there's yeah. your burnt toast sawyer this would be Man, burnt cinnamon raisin toast that's probably uh <laughs> i don't know about that i i like regular burnt toast and raisin with, raisin bread with toast. lots of butter yeah that's gonna be a new drop next week what regular 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 feel that can this regular. regular can <laughs> regular feel that can it's a regular can which I was I was looking for that drop earlier and I couldn't find it. Yeah, but now I did. So yeah, yay. Anyway, this is interesting. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, different. It's an enigma for show. All right. So uh, poundability. That's University of Houston, by the way. Yes, it is the University of Houston. Thank you. My <laughs> poundability writing. Picking <laughs> up on my jokes. Yeah, what's funny is I cut your joke out from the, uh, oh. from the live one. <laughs> it's on the outtakes episode. Dang it. Yeah. I was hoping you'd leave that so in. I'll get credit for it. <laughs> Dang it. We're going to be doing an outtakes episode here pretty soon. Yeah. So. Over next, the break. Yeah, next few weeks. I have to say that that was my joke. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. That, man, this one is a probably a, a, a two. Yeah, I was going to say two. It's, yeah, it's so I astringent. Agree. And do, bitter. Do, 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 do. The raisins are nice, and I, if I think about cinnamon, I can try to, I can get it. Cinnamon. Yeah, it's it's not uh, <laughs> overbearing. Cinnamon. It's there, but man, once you know, once you you uh, get into the aftertaste, then it's just. See, I wonder if the day is stringent. We get the the raisins, obviously. Yeah. The cinnamon, I think, might be adding to the astringency. Impossible. Think about putting like if you've ever done the cinnamon challenge. No, I have not. <laughs> or have ever eaten anything with a whole lot of cinnamon on it, then it it's it's got a bitterness and like the the spiciness is just really sharp. Okay. If you overuse cinnamon, it's just really sharp. High in pitch? No. Oh. No. <laughs> no, you you're right. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm thinking maybe the extra cinnamon in there is just adding to the bitterness and the astringency. It and could the, be just the, the it's the overall sharpness of the flavor. Well, I really like what's coming up at the front, but I don't like what's coming up at the back. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's a really good beer though. Yeah. All right, uh, I think we have one more. Unomas. Unomas. Well, um, I'm glad that you all asked because uh, the next one is the Breckenridge Oatmeal Stout. Which is why I was asking about oats earlier. Because you knew the beer that you brought wasn't an American stout. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is uh, a 5% ABV. (laughs) Dark, it says it's described as dark and dreamy, Mm. smooth in character. Mm. Like me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... I'm trying to see if there's anything else interesting on here. Nope, not really. It's a brown bottle. Orange and brown label with a weird looking moon face on it. It says oatmeal stout. <laughs> weird looking moon face. Alright. Uh, this one is definitely not opaque. I get some Whoa. ruby highlights. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can see through this one. Uh, tan, creamy head, tiny bubbles. Hmm. Mm. Smells... Of oats, uh, do oats have a smell? I, I don't know. Does it smell like oatmeal? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my breakfast. I guess it's been a long time since I've had regular oatmeal. Regular, regular, regular. <laughs> what? That'll be the drop. <laughs> regular, all three of us. Regular. This is back to back. Yeah, I or, mean, I, I, I can see that it does kind of have a, a oatmealish. Smell <laughs> oatmealish, with, yeah, with a, a touch of dark fruit. So, if you toss in some blueberries with your morning oatmeal, I can see that. Hmm. Well, that actually does sound kind of good. <laughs> see, I 
I'm still getting the roastiness, obviously. Roasty toasty. Okay. But, but for me, I, I always thought oatmeal added more towards body and mouthfeel than than aroma or flavor. So just smelling it, I don't know that I'd be able to tell you it was an oatmeal stout. Well, after tasting it, uh, it is just a hair thicker. We need to do oatmeal stout here in a yeah in a bit. Can we include milk stout with that as well? Different size. Just a hair. <laughs> just a hair. It's still kind of bitter. I don't get it. Astringent, for sure. I don't get any bitterness. I just get malty sweetness. See, I don't. I don't get a whole lot of sweetness. I get the the thicker mouthfeel from the from the oatmeal, but it's still bitter. It's all right, all right, all right. Like yeah, all the way through the finish. Like I still taste bitterness, but it's not as oppressive as some of the other ones we had tonight. Like it's not the lingering burnt uh, astring- astringency. <laughs> There's another drop. All right, I'll drop myself. <laughs> Yay! We're starting to be to create a Travis page. Um, I, see, here's the thing though with the the burnt astringency. To me, that fits style, and so it's okay. This is just bitter astringency. I'm not getting burnt. It's just bitter. I don't know if it's a hot bitterness or a just plain old astringency, but it's this one. The the bitterness in this one turns me off more than the bitterness in the Deschutes, because the Deschutes was a burnt bitterness, and that's part of the style. I'm expecting that. See, I'm I'm backwards though, because I. I don't find this nearly as oppressive as uh, as the Deschutes or the uh, the Commodore. It does, yes, it does have a, a bitterness, but it's not as like punch in your face burnt as some of the other ones have been. Oatmeal kind of softens the blow, I think. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Definitely yeah. creamier mouthfeel too. What about the carbonation level? Well, it's slightly low. This would be fun on nitro, also. Mm-hmm. I agree. Completely. All stouts would be fun on nitro. Truth. What? Tin fitty? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is bad. This is not in my... Uh, this is probably... Let's see. As far as the order of beers, my lowest would be the Commodore, the one before. Second lowest would be the Deschutes, and then this would be the third lowest. So it's it's not in my bottom two. I'm with you there. Bottom. Speaking of tin fitting, somebody at the party last night was walking around with a tall boy can of barrel aged tin fitty. Oh, God. Whoa. How did we miss out on that? I, I saw it from across the room. I was like, oh, because I, I think you were sitting right there next to me. I was like, oh, he's got a tall boy of tin fitty. I heard you say that. And right as I said that, I heard him say, oh, it's barrel aged. Oh, we missed out then. Yeah. Dang. I wanted to. Get up and go yeah. over there, but walk it, over to the empty glass. If they ever put go? the Tim video on nitro, that means we just have to get another new video of Fratto shotgunning it. <laughs> Actually, when I was up in Colorado, I went to Oscar Blues and had some Tim Fitty, and it was fantastic. But they didn't have a nitro option for it, oh, so I don't man. know if they even do that. Lame sauce. Yeah, whatever. One of us just needs to get uh, some beer gas nitro tap or a stout tap and just start doing stuff on nitro yeah well you have room for it <laughs> i've been thinking about getting a stout tap but it wouldn't make any sense without the beer gas i get that after every episode <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna go there at some point because it's not just co2 it's not just oh co2 God. and it makes it, it makes a difference because those stout taps they've got the forward pull and it goes flat yeah but then you can push back on it for a creamer. Interesting. I don't know exactly how that works. I do that after every episode. <laughs> also. Oh my god! Oh jeez! Oh, I'll no. cut that out. <sighs> but that's funny. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh. I palatability rating. <laughs> Three. Man, I don't know. This one's a four for me. No, five. I'm going to go up to five. Yeah, I 
Uh, no, I'll stay at four. I'll stay at four. Okay. Just because that bitterness level, though. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to to uh, to what? come. <laughs> I really wanted to come across a hoppy version of the American yeah. Stout today. Yeah, you know? I did too. But too. we we did not see that in any of them. No. Maybe we did, and we just mistook it for something else. Maybe so. Because if you're using earthy, grassy, dirty hops, it's not going to be a punch-in-the-face citrus like what you would think hops would be. Right. So maybe the bitterness level we were getting from some of these, especially like uh, maybe this one or the the Commodore, Mm -hmm. maybe the bitterness level was from hops, and we mistook it for grain astringency. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you're in a room with uh, two BJCP judges, and and <laughs> one seemed to be BJCP judge. I'm just saying it's possible. Okay. We could have. I, I think I, I might be experiencing palate fatigue anyways. <laughs> See, I, I'm of the, the thought that I need to experience something and know exactly what it is to, to be able to compare it. So someone's going to have to hand me an example and say... This is a an overly hopped American stout, so I can taste and and, and make that connection in my brain. Okay, that's what that is. Yeah. Then I can I can use that as a basis for comparison for other beers. It makes sense, right? Because I don't know what that would taste like if it's, if somebody hands me overly hopped stout. I don't know what I would expect from that. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, do we have a homebrew recipe? Yeah, we have one from uh, Jamil's book, All which right. we've referenced several times. Oh, go figure. Here is his, uh, <laughs> I'm erect now. Oh, jeez. Here's his introduction to the style. Jamil. American style is... <laughs> American stout is similar in many ways to foreign extra stout, being a higher alcohol stout that ranges between sweeter and drier versions. However, American stout generally has more strongly roasted flavor and aroma, almost bordering on burnt coffee in some examples. Hmm. The other difference is that hop character in this beer can be quite high, which we didn't see that at all, and is often full of citrusy and fruity American hop varieties. We didn't see that either. There is a lot of leeway in making American-style stout, but there are two ingredients common to the best versions, bold American hops and clean, neutral ale yeast. It is important not to let the beer finish too sweet and also to include a nice, firm hop bitterness to overcome any residual sweetness. So his example comes in at 7.2%, which in the new guidelines is too high. So for the uh, all grain option, he includes American two row malt, and it says to mash at one fifty four, so pretty high mash temperature. Also has steeping grains of black roasted barley, chocolate malt, and crystal forty. For the hops, he has uh, the bittering hop is Horizon, and the uh, aroma hop is Centennial. And then he he suggests some very neutral ale yeast, either the White Labs California Y yeast ten fifty six American ale or the uh, Safe Ale USO five. So pretty straightforward, not a whole lot of ingredients, but um, mm-hmm. man, I I really would like to try a a citrusy, almost edging on black IPA hoppiness, right? Which I know that we talked about that in the style guidelines. That if it is super hoppy, then it needs to be in the black IPA category. Mm-hmm. But I, I would like one that edges on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the situation: is this a pale ale or is this an IPA? Right. Yeah, yeah. Is this a stout or is this a black IPA? Yeah, <laughs> I like. Yeah, those are fun yeah. because it it kind of hits the border and it, it could go either way. Just gotta make it over the wall first. Yeah. Which is going to be a big wall. 10 feet high. Yeah, it's going to be luxurious. (laughs) Tremendous. China! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thank you for joining us for another episode of Brew Styles. Join us next week when we revisit the mead. Cheers until then. Uh, This (laughs) reminds me of the agave nectar in the Sidewinder. (laughs) 